Hi, my name's Clark Reynolds, aka The Blind Braille Artist. And my name's Steve Baker, and I'm Just Good Company. Together, we create the podcast Art Insight. We're traveling along the South Coast for an Arts Council funded project to explore what audio description is. As an artist myself who's blind, I like to experience the art like it was a thing. So, Steve, create that for me. Hi, mate. All right, Clark. So, here we are again, reflecting on an amazing exhibition at the Key Arts in the Isle of Wight. Yeah, what a great. What a great exhibition. What a great venue. I really loved um, the the really relaxed feel. It was in a lovely little part of the Isle of Wight. In, in... It was in an industrial state, which is, which is the, the craziest thing. It's like a little gem hidden away. Unless you knew about it, you wouldn't necessarily go there. No, you wouldn't. But it was sort of, it, it reminded me of... Um, an old village, just, yeah, you're right. We went around and we got lost, didn't we? Got lost on the, uh, the industrial state, yes. But I'm sure many people do that. Yeah, but when you find it, it's like, wow, that is, it was really cool to find. And I, the first thing that, that, that struck me as we went there was how, like I say, how friendly it was. Yeah, I mean, and, and like how old the building was, and yet it's, ha it's been there over 40 years again, and I've never heard of it. I mean, obviously not coming from the island. I hope more people on the island have heard of it. And if they haven't heard of it, then they're super lucky to find out about it if this is how they're doing that because the programme of events that they've just had and what they've got coming looked amazing. I know. And then obviously we had, we got the great opportunity to uh, speak to one of the artists, uh, someone I've been following for the last 18 months on my Easter feed, actually. Yeah, and Lisa was um, lovely, wasn't she? Amazing. It, it, this project that we're on, uh, I think what we've discovered now is meeting artists has given it an added spice and we really enjoy that connection we're making with the artists if we can. Absolutely. From the first podcast with the guys at Artworks to this one, I think it was really different. The interview was really different and it gave a, it certainly made me, as we prepared to do the podcast, I had a very different feeling about going into the gallery after doing those different interviews. Yeah, and she was so overwhelmed how we were describing the art because like most visual artists, when you, when you put something on the wall, you're not quite sure how it's going to be articulated because it's not how you perceive that to be art. You just put it up on the wall and, and people come to the gallery and view it and then they go away. And it was, it, for her, it's so interesting for us to articulate it. And we, we kind of got some of the what she was trying to conceive of because she's a very conceptual artist she works with um, layers and shadow uh, and that's what i really liked about her artwork yeah i found it fascinating as well the, the different shapes were very abstract but you got a lot of content from it from and three shapes that was all that was only three shapes in that that space that 30 centimeter square piece of art yet we got so much information and we got a hell of a lot more once we interviewed her which I was nervous, I've got to be honest, because Lisa was waiting in the wings, listening to us, wasn't she? First time. First time that's happened, which is, again, but I, I, I suppose being blind, I just block all that information out. It's like, it's like having a horse uh, with the blinkers on. I, uh, it's all about the art and your words that are coming out of your mouth. Well, I was nervous <laughs> because Lisa is so lovely and I, I kind of felt like, like with the Project Artworks, there's a sort of sense of doing it a form of justice 
you're hoping that you're going to see something in there. You're, you're hoping that you'll be able to describe it in the right way, which actually connects to some of the context, obviously, to help you to see it. And uh, in this one, I suppose it, it worked quite well. But like I said, when we when we talk about the art in all this uh, different uh, perspectives of it, it's a it's how it makes me feel. It's not like the, a representation of what the artist is trying to perceive. And I think that's the beauty of this podcast. We're trying to just almost like open up a key to what's going on behind the artist's mind. And the really weird part of that exhibition was my eyes were starting to play up on that day. Uh, I was chatting to a friend about it and the idea, I literally saw red as the reddest I could see. And we kind of gravitated to the red pieces in the exhibition. Yeah, there was only like, well, there was only two red pieces and you went straight to those those parts, which is also fascinating because of your vision, you know, because of your sight loss and that different experience of a gallery. It shows that the spectrum of art that was in this particular show was there was something for you. Which, yeah. was, which was more than just any show. There was a couple of pieces which really stood out to you, even though you're blind. I know. And, and because, I mean, the last two have been group shows, which has been, you know, obviously a lot of art, a different kind of blend of art. I mean, the last one we did, even though the art uh, was a group show, a lot of the art was very the same. Where this show, you know, you had 52 individuals with different personalities and craftsmanships oh. and, uh, and so it was really hard to pinpoint what we were what we're going to talk about. And uh, I think you did an amazing job. Oh, butter. I think my favourite was the it has to be the sheep shit. I mean, it was a really <laughs> <laughs> it was a really lovely piece of art. I remember thinking when we walked through the Gallio earlier that that piece stood out to me. It was the way it was uh, put together, the panels and the way that it was. You I think because we're, it was tactile. We're from Portsmouth uh, and we grew up in that Navy town, the historic dockyards, and it had that historic dockyard feel with the the, the iron nuts and the, the wood panelling. So it had, because, you know, in our brain, subconsciously, when you see things like that in a sculptural form or art form, you think of the sea because you're naturally drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and to find out about that, kind of way that where the wood was full from was it just once again just having the opportunity to ponder for a, a little while about what we're looking at and asking a few questions a really simple format really about visiting a gallery without going in with an expectation of what you're going to see just allowed us to find a story once again just like when we interviewed Lisa you know a few questions and all of a sudden we found out all of this history and heritage and the love that had gone into creating that piece and yet with the with the other piece it, there was this whole i found that hum, you know so humorous, humorous. but then it, isn't it great that art can make you laugh and look we've been it's been a week since we went to the exhibition and yet that memory has stayed with you because of the nature of sheep shit yeah i don't know if um the artist yeah i don't know if the artist would have ever thought that it would cause that reaction when someone actually read what the label was. Yeah. And as another reflection, sometimes I feel, wouldn't it be great to ask this artist whether that was something that they did on purpose? I think but, it but was... But we did, we did find out, though, because obviously Ian, the curator, did tell us that the idea was it was this old wood that was in this shed and obviously a lot of you know things go on in sheds these days. Um, so that was the idea. But we got that nautical feel, and yet we never—I never in my wildest dreams thought it would come from an agricultural feel. 
No, and it was lovely, really lovely to see. I think the the like you say, so many different pieces in one space, and the actual gallery part of Key Arts was in is all contained in one area, three different rooms, but all in one area. So we were walking at a relative speed, I suppose, for us. Not that it was your typical gallery. It was your typical white box gallery, white walls. Uh, the grey shiny floor, the, our, our, uh, our favourite friend, the concrete. But, you know, probably 90% of galleries are like that. You know, it doesn't matter what space you're in. It's it's the way that art is perceived. So the interesting avenues when we talk to uh, like Ian, we'd say, oh, why don't you paint the wall black or paint the wall blue? It's it's that, uh, Sometimes people are scared of, cha of changing things. Yeah. I mean, the, the closest we, we've got recently to that was when we were up at Newbury and they painted it that grey. And the black. It was the black at the Newbury. And then obviously when we went to First Sight, which blew my what blew my mind with the, all the multi-colours of the different boxes. And in reflection now, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? Of course to the, it does. To the feeling of being in those spaces uh, from the first sight gallery where the, the, where the rooms were actually relatively small in comparison. But it made it feel bigger because of the nature of the colour you're using on the walls itself. And exciting. I think that was that, that particular show was, is, is exciting. It's, it's so much detail and it's got a very young, feel to it hasn't it sort of that yeah. energy that and a lot of because a lot of it's also street art it's very modern it's going to be strange when we, when we go to do our first solo exhibition um in a, in a couple of weeks because we'd be always talking about the nature of the of the group shows so that there's different personalities when we do that first solo show we're gonna to have to pinpoint you know his point of view the absolutely point of view. i am looking forward to the challenge of sticking on a theme throughout a single show. I think with the Project Artworks, there was a, obviously, and with this one, there was that single theme. And with this one, the title was Paradox. And so there was this eclectic. Eclectic, yeah, eclectic. There was, you know, the, the artwork was really well put together, in, even though there was 52 artists there. And I think the, the curators done an amazing job. Oh, one of the things that well, I thought was a brilliant coincidence was that one of the things that we do when we, we go and we look at all these different artists, we we tend to gravitate to the ones, like you just said, that draw our attention. So we went to the red ones. But then the, level, the other coincidence was that this particular show was curated by three of, three of the artists. And just by coincidence, of the 10 to 12 pieces that we looked at... Three, three of them were, were the ones that they curated. The Only because, I don't know why. I mean, the, you know, uh, last memory for me was probably that the big, the big thumbprint. Uh, Matrix thumbprint yes. by one of the curators and I just because uh, major how I see somehow that kind of piece just sank to me because I saw so many different images I bet if I looked at it again and again I would see something completely new and that was the beauty of that piece yeah it was also very tactile because it was like that resin which was very smooth wasn't it it was brilliant so so where are we off to next so we are off to sculptures by the lakes which in... oh my god so we've We've just talked about artworks that are on, physically on the wall. So this is going to be the first time you're going to work hard for this. <laughs> you're going to have to talk in the free in the three sixty in the round. You know, but one perception of that art piece might be different from the back piece. Well, I'm really looking forward to it because we're going to be able to be three D on this one, uh, go all around the art and look at it from all different angles and most likely, hopefully, get close enough to touch some of it as well. Because of the nature of it, the sculptures 
you know they're they're built to withstand the weather so i'm assuming they're built to withstand my little hands and, and obviously the elements let's pray it doesn't rain because uh, that will be a fun day shooting <laughs> uh, but yeah thanks again for to all our listeners it's been a, a great week and i hope to hear from us soon bye catch you later Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to find out more about the special Baker Reynolds method of audio description, or you'd like to know more about Art Insight, you can find us on Instagram at Art Insight Podcast. Till next time.